Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Cardinal Coaching Solutions Podcast. Wes Gaum, very happy to be here with you on what for me is a pretty cloudy, rainy, maybe even gloomy Monday morning here in the Mid-Atlantic. But wherever you are, whoever you are, wishing you health and wellness and sanity as we navigate these times of COVID and, um, and hopefully are looking towards uh, the light at the end of the tunnel here. I wanted to just share a few thoughts here this morning. Actually, we're gonna get we're gonna get just a little bit nerdy here. This, or at least I am. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm reach back into my biology roots. Um, if you know much about my story, I'll share just uh, a few points of it here. My career actually began in academia. I have a bachelor's and a master's degree in biology, and spent many years teaching biology to many different age groups, and there's a part of me that not only loves some aspects of the classroom, but even now still has an affinity for just the interconnectedness of all life, the interdependence that is present in any kind of ecosystem, be it a biological one or an office ecosystem, a team ecosystem, whatever that may be. So I have a real strong appreciation for that and even interest in that. And so on this episode, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach back into those roots. And one of the things that I can always remember loving, one aspect of biology, one particular organism, if you will, is birds. From my youth, I just loved, loved, loved birds. I can't even tell you exactly why. I do remember being just fascinated by flight. I remember being a little boy riding my bike with our family around the neighborhood and I would stop and locate a bird in a tree if I didn't recognize the song I would ask for bird books or or books about birds for my birthdays. <laughs> I mean, I, I swear to you, I had other aspects of my childhood that were uh, maybe more playful. But uh, I, yeah, I just I just had this fascination with birds even from a young age, and I think that's probably why, in some ways, I I chose a bird for for my business, Cardinal Coaching Solutions. And so I want to share just a little bit about how birds, even as recently as this morning, have influenced influenced my coaching, for lack of a better lack of a better word there. So with Cardinal Coaching Solutions, I, I remember I remember thinking really hard about you know, what to launch out in my own practice under, you know, whether that be my own name or some other kind of brand. I've always been a band guy, meaning as as an artist, I like bands as opposed to solo artists. And so I like the, the idea of launching a brand for a coaching company versus just my own name. And, that, and that's just a preference. And Cardinal Coaching came to me. Cardinal Coaching Solutions just kind of rolled off the tongue. And the more I thought about it, several things came to mind. Uh, and by the way, I'm going to talk about far more than just my own business here. This is just by way of introduction, if you find it interesting. So the Cardinal is the state bird of my home state here in Virginia. 
actually didn't realize that until long after I launched the business or I didn't remember that anyway. But what I also liked about the Cardinal was that it can mean or signify importance. Utmost importance, it, it, it can be used to signify something that is primary. I say that to say not that my business or anyone's coaching business or practice is of utmost importance or primary in and of itself, but the work, the work of internal discovery and exploration and moving past beliefs and barriers and boundaries is of utmost importance. That's my belief and that's why I'm in this work. And so that's just a little bit about where the business came from. But what I want to talk to you about today is, again, it's still a little nerdy and it's birdie, but my observations of the difference between a hawk and a kite. Now, I grew up in what was then rural Florida, and even still, when I go home to um, visit my mom and stepdad, who still live there in Florida outside of Tampa, we, we grew up across a... Um, across the river from a refuge of sorts. Uh, we never really knew much about it. It's, it's nearly 200 acres of just undeveloped, untouched Florida jungle. It is uh, seemingly impenetrable, uh, if you know much about how thick the Florida jungle can get. Uh, but it just looks wild over there. Just complete, and it is. It is completely wild. So what I noticed... Uh, recently, on a recent visit, was the flight pad, just the general behavior of these small hawks that are all over that area. I don't know the exact species. Uh, might be Cooper's hawk, um, sharp-shinned hawk. I don't know. We're getting way down deep in the weeds there. Those two are actually real hard for me to distinguish anyway. But here's what I noticed about the hawks. Two things, a couple things. Number one, they're really loud. They're really loud. They call almost all the time. Secondly, they're really busy. They fly back and forth from our property across to the refuge and back and, and, and everywhere else. They fly with uh, straight lines, distinct purpose, very busy, they may often be carrying something in their beak, if it's for a nest or in their talons, if it's for food. But I mean, they're, they're beautiful, but they're very loud and they're very busy, very purposeful and intentional. And then out of nowhere, across the tree line of the refuge, with no fanfare, with no calling, with no introduction, comes these kites these swallow-tailed kites. They have a beautiful tail. Sometimes um, they might be referred to as a scissor-tailed kite. I've always known them as a swallow-tailed kite. And here's the difference in a kite. I rarely see a kite flap its wings. It just glides. It just appears out of nowhere. There it is. It's now above the canopy and it's flying over the river. They rarely flap their wings, they just move with the thermals. They've, they've seemed so connected and responsive to the wind, whereas a hawk is, and again, this is just my own observations, flapping their wings very diligently in 
in the process of moving towards whatever beeline they're moving at. But these kites are just responding and they almost appear playful. Now, I'm, I imagine they probably have a purpose in the way that they're behaving in that moment, but it looks and it appears so responsive and so playful and so at ease and so in flow. It's moving with what is. Their flight pattern, their posture in the air is moving and responding to what is versus these hawks that are, I don't want to say moving against, but they're definitely far more either intentional or maybe seemingly just kind of unaware of what is. I've got something to do and I'm getting across the river and I'm going to get it and then I'm getting back. Yeah, so they're very responsive, very playful. Uh, they're also very quiet. I've never heard one of these kites make any kind of song. I'm sure that they do. I'm confident that they do. I've never heard it. They just are. And, and they're actually quite mysterious because as quickly as they will just suddenly swoop above the tree line and appear to our view, if you're not careful, if you're not watching them, you can turn your head in a conversation and come back to find that bird and it's gone. Just as quickly as it appeared, it's out of sight. And so I was thinking today, I mean, literally just this morning in, in kind of my preparation for the day routine, my quiet time routine, I had this, um, I had this business thought in, in my mind or, or this decision I needed to make about how to respond to something that's presented itself in my business. And it's actually been circulating around in my mind for the last couple of days over the weekend. I knew I was going to need to provide an answer today. What do I do? You know, there's no, there's no right answer. But it was one I was taking very seriously. There's a sense of me that wants to get it right. And out of nowhere, just like these swallowtailed kites that I've told you just appear above the tree line, out of nowhere came this question. If you were responding to this situation in your business in the way that a kite behaves in the air, what would you do? And it was so inviting. It was so interesting to me. Now, of course, that's just me. I've just shared with you all my kind of nerdy birdie uh, interest there. And um, so for me personally, that question really landed. And, and it really invited a whole new presence and posture with this decision I had to make. If I approach this decision in the way that a kite approaches flight, what do you want to do, Wes? And so I imagine everything I've observed from these kites and everything I've shared with you, they're just their playfulness, their responsiveness, their moving to what is, their connection to the wind, which for me is, is, is actually a very, um, that carries a lot of uh, spiritual metaphors with it, their connection to spirit and their responsiveness to it. And so I slowed down and I just sat with that and went, what do you want to do? Regardless of what decision might be perceived as right or best or productive or long game or whatever, whatever, just right now, right now, respond. What do you want to do? 
And as soon as I sat with that and allowed myself to just be responsive to it, an answer came to me. And I went, yeah, I really like that. I really like that. And that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, and so I, I, don't, I don't share that to say that, um, you know, that that type of question or scenario would land with everyone. But for me, imagining myself responding to this decision in the same way that I've described a kite response to flight was really inviting. It really took the pressure off a right decision and allowed me to just be responsive in the moment. And that's what I'm going to do. And if you ever get the chance to observe a swallow-tailed kite, they are just beautiful. They are my, I joke with my kids that they are my spirit animal. <laughs> uh, they may very well be my next tattoo. I don't know. They, they really are a very spiritual animal for me. And um, like I hope you've heard, they've, they've taught me a lot. So anyway, thanks for listening. I wanted to share that with you. Um, hope you are all doing well. Uh, quick plugs here. Uh, beta groups launch, uh, or they are held the first Tuesday of every month. So the next one will be coming up in May, the first week in May. These are opportunities for you to experience a group coaching session with me. They're completely free, but they are first come, first serve. And I limit them to four tops. So look, if you're home, uh, or I'm assuming most of us are, but if you're home and you're looking to just try something new, hop into one of these with me. They're so much fun and they're so interesting. And I swear to you by all that's holy, <laughs> there is zero expectations uh, that you would sign up for anything beyond that. There's no spam. There's no follow-up marketing. There's no list you're going to have to unsubscribe from. God knows I cannot stand that stuff. Uh, so if you just want an opportunity to experience it, please, please. Uh, follow the link in the show notes. And then also fellowship groups. I have two of those launching uh, first week in June. Beta groups feed fellowship groups and excursions. Um, you don't, They're not a prerequisite. You don't have to have attended a beta group. But if you'd like to before signing up for one of the two fellowships, then please do that. And then like I also mentioned, excursions uh, will begin begin pushing those here um, as the first excursion here in 2020 launches in August the end of the summer. So again, all those links in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Hope you are well, and we will do this again soon.